I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to write, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Folks, it's time again now for another episode of the General Knowledge Podcast. It is uh, myself, Lee, General Maddox from RealNewsAustralia.com, Andy Soames from RealNewsAustralia.com, and of course, Ethan Nash from TOTTNews.com, joining us for episode 15, season 2, episode 15. Sorry about the uh, bit of the hiatus there, folks. Um, I know I've kept the listeners waiting. It's been probably an extra week um, before we've done a show. I unfortunately did freaking hurt my back uh, a fortnight ago um, and I was out of action couldn't even sit in a chair for like a whole week I've just been lying on my ass doing jack shit watching TV shows watching my ass grow bigger but um, back into work this week uh, just gone as of last Tuesday I sort of got back into work a bit um, tried to do you know pretty cruisy kind of week and then overdid it a little bit more on Friday so I was out of action, couldn't even join the lads um, for the big rally that we had uh, all around the country, and of course the Brisbane one is where we would have gone, or where I would have gone I should say, Uh, but look, we're going to chat about that in this episode, Uh, the rally, the turnouts, the agenda, what was happening, uh, all the coverage that was um, brought to you by ourselves and a few other people out there as well who have been sharing videos and images uh, on our social media, there's still plenty of people, got people sending me, um, emailing me uh, some images and some links to their YouTube channels, so we'll be sharing all that as well, and I really do appreciate everyone for doing that, uh, just goes to show you that we're, we are, you know, when they say, say on the TV commercials, we're all in this together, but not in the way they're saying it, we're all in this together fighting the system, man, so it was an awesome turnout from what I hear, but I will get the lads to chat about that on this one, uh, but before we get to that, let's say uh, a big g'day there to our mate Andy. Andy, how you going, brother? Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Very good, thanks, General. And um, it's it's uh, you know comforting to know that you're on the mend. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, able to able to join us soon. Yeah, we're a bit worried about you there for a while. So yeah. um, so yeah, you were sadly missed yesterday at uh, at the Brisbane rally. Yeah, that would have been uh, so cool. I would have loved to have been such, there, man. Such a beautiful event and. Um, 
Everyone was so thrilled to be there. And, and big uh, shout out to Danius too. Danius Mikus who's doing um, that behind the camera stuff and uh, he's doing the post edit stuff. He he's one of your um your your is he I guess your colleague or one of the guys that works for uh, you in the businesses? He's, uh, one he's my business partner. Business in, partner uh, yeah. in the video business yeah so um yeah he uh, took time out of um you know his own time out to come out and film it all and um do the post edit so yeah it's so good so good shout out to you mate he does a great job man yeah 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 it's awesome so um yeah it was great um the energy yesterday was so so wonderful you know uh, everyone was really really pumped and lots of hugs and handshakes and back slapping and and uh yeah you I, know. It, it, that was fairly evident in, in the footage man but my andy will we'll come into that in just a second and I'll, I'll head to you first for the for a bit of that feedback but i'll just bring uh ethan in as well ethan nash from tott news how are you brother good mate good to be back on the airwaves good to yes. hear that you're doing well um, yeah. and it's uh it's a very good time to be alive i know i always say that but um i've oh, really got right, that man. feeling after yesterday seeing a, a good solid turnout in brisbane and you know looking forward to having a chat about that and other issues today yeah man I, I wish i was there to feel that that energy and that resonant vibe just from all you know from all the people there. that would have been such a good feeling um mm. yeah, so spewing wasn't there but like i was saying just before i did hurt my hurt my back yeah, and you can't yeah, help it embarrassing story playing footy with my son you know just overdid it folks but i was gonna just i was holding off just on the the pre-show i was telling the boys a story and i'll just let you know how's this for coincidence right um so I went to the, I get physio whenever I, you know, have a back injury, of course, like most people should, you know, take it easy and do the right thing and help your, your body repair itself and get stronger and stuff. Anyway, so I'm at the physio and I said, oh, mate, when was I here last? And he's brought up my history. It was a week ago to the day, right, that I was there last time from, from hurting myself. And I said, what about before that? Exact same day I was there. So three years in a row, <laughs> within a week, I was in the fucking physio for the same shit, man. No lie, eh? And the, then the year before that, I was like about three weeks difference. Like, it just seems to be the same time of year. Every year for the last four years, I bloody hurt myself. It's ridiculous. Wow. I think it's the start of winter. Well, that's what I, I thought. And Danielle said I the think, same thing. Yeah. She's like, maybe it's the change of weather. Like, is it because it's getting yeah. colder and I'm... A, I'm an old man now, as the kids call me, you know, like, <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe I'm just yeah. not used to the change of weather, and, uh, you know, like I said, I was just kicking the footy around with with my son, and pulled up a bit sore at the end of that, got home that afternoon, because we went to New Farm Park to do it, and, oh, far out, could barely get out of the car, next morning when I woke up, I was like, I'm, I've got to try and get to work here, man, I nearly fell, I got out of bed, and I nearly fell over, I'm like, nope, lying straight back down, <laughs> this is just bullshit, <laughs> And yeah, I was out of action for a good uh, eight days of, or eight work days off I took, plus the weekend, of course, but um, yeah, so getting better, man, boys, thank you for the for the well-wishing and everyone else uh, who, who, who listens, who knows that I've suffered an injury, thanks to everyone else. But enough about me, let's talk about this awesome turnout that Brisbane saw uh, yesterday, 30th of May, 2020, big turnout in Brisbane, I mean, I think I've heard reports from the mainstream media saying a few hundred um, I say friggin' bullshit to that, man, from the footage you guys have taken and, and from all the people that were there, they're all saying there was well over, you know, probably close to 2,000 maybe. Um, I want to hear your impressions of that. Andy, I'll just throw to you first, man. Like I said earlier, um, you were there. You had um, your uh, work partner there doing the filming. You were, you know, chatting to people and so forth, getting some great coverage. What was your, first of all, what was your vibe on it? And then tell us your, um, your thoughts on the crowd numbers there, man. 
Um, yeah, look, the vibe uh, was like so good. It was like everyone, um, you could just feel the, the you know, the release. Of, yeah, was it, you could feel the release of energy of people being there because of all of this like lockdown nonsense. You know, you could feel that people were, you know, just being close to people and, you know, in a crowd again and, and being around other you know, other like-minded people especially, but just being close with other humans and knowing that you're in an environment that you could sort of, you know, give a good solid handshake or, you know, you know, give somebody a hug or something like that. It was like everyone had big smiles on their faces and, and uh, you know, we, we, were just, we were just soaking it up. And then, uh, and then the speeches rolled on um, from um, Town Hall, in front of Town Hall, and uh, they were fantastic. Um, we'll go through those people later on. But, but, but yeah, the speeches were great. Um, we had um, a welcome to country and we had lots of smoke and stuff. They were burning something in there. So it was, it was really super cool. People had their kids there and stuff and it was a, and it was a beautiful day too. Um, yeah, so good to see. So, yeah, man. You're right so, what you so said, good. Andy, with regards to that whole being able to come up and, you know, handshake, hug people, you know, because what have we seen lately in not just the the mainstream media and, and the, the news outlets and, and government, but even just on every single bloody commercial you hear on the radio or see on TV, they're all about, oh, look, everything's contactless. You don't have to touch it. Yeah, it's contactless, contactless, contactless this, contactless that. Like, it's all about not being near anyone, not making contact with people. And then that seems to be, like, the new thing now. And they're heavily promoting this stupid contactless world that we're in right now. Um, so for you saying that, you know, being able to be side by side, walking in solidarity with people and, you know, hugging and handshaking, high-fiving, you know, that that's awesome. I mean, that's the sort of shit that people are probably, I reckon they've missed. And so good to see it in, those, in that video footage and the imagery, man, as well. Yeah, it was, General. Yeah, it was really, really great. And, 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 and look, a big, um, you know, shout-out to the cops that were there as well. I mean, they... They were very, very like well behaved, um, and uh, you know, and even we like the organisers didn't really plan to, you know, like because it wasn't an organised event. So the actual actual George Street um, and everything like wasn't wasn't designated for any police. I mean the actual march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The actual march wasn't. Oh right. Like, um, it wasn't registered. Is that the right word? Yeah, I know what you Whatever. mean. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but you know, the cops were there anyway, and they and they said said to the organisers, I was standing next to them, and they said, you know, like, is it uh, how are you going to walk to um, Parliament House? And they sort, of, they sort of said, well, we're just going to walk along the footpath. But there was nearly two thousand people, so they so the, so they said, well, it's probably you know, a little bit inconvenient for everyone, you know, we'll, we'll block the streets for you so that you can, so it can make it a bit more convenient for you all. How good is that? That's You're right. That is really good. So, I mean, uh, yeah, props uh, to the cops for, for suggesting that and for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess in their eyes, that's probably the right thing to do because they don't want to, um, you know, put anyone at risk of getting nailed by a car on George Street there, you know. Um, so that's, that's really good that they did that. I think I've only seen so far in the footage I've scrolled through um, I think was it Perth boys? You can confirm with me that that there was an arrest in at the Perth rally. But like I've seen, 
every every other um, major city so far, it was all good. It was, you know, the, the cops, they were there, but they were just watching. It was all peaceful, you know, and uh, everyone behaved themselves. But, yeah, I think so far I've only seen one person getting arrested. Um, yeah. Uh, Ethan, did you was am I right? Was it was it Perth? Did you see that one at all? Uh, yeah, general. So in Perth, um, up to five people got arrested there oh, okay. um, before they uh, marched off. We've got a couple screenshots and are getting videos um, from a bloke that was there who got arrested. He was just saying that the cops were just doing that, and also in Hobart, Hobart only had a small turnout down there shout out to everyone in hobart you know they they're always small in numbers but they show they show out so you know shout out to everyone down there mm. um but then because they were in such small numbers the police come and no one got arrested but they pretty much just bullied them all apart really some people sort of walked down to the mall but then they had more paddy wagons and stuff so they sort of just bullied them uh, from having a rally down there so that's a shame eh? those there was um a few disappointing points of the day but in, in comparison what we've seen in previous weeks you know with the arrests in melbourne with the, the footage of the mother and the child in sydney you know in sydney melbourne and brisbane it was it was a really good display i wasn't in melbourne and sydney to know what the police were like but i agree with andy um they were fantastic in brisbane um considering you know no one was social distancing as we were saying everyone was hugging you know, high-fiving. I'd seen people I hadn't seen in years there, so we're all having a good time. And the, the police didn't really do anything, and we learned after um, speaking to Alona that, yeah, it wasn't even a registered thing, and they allowed it to do us. So overall, it seems like there was a real positive um, spin. But yes, General, there were a few hiccups here and there. That's important to note, boys. I reckon that's really important to note, that it wasn't actually a registered you know, like organized rally, protest, march, whatever. And I was yet, surprised, yeah. yeah. And yet everyone was there. Everyone turned up for it. Obviously, the cops knew about it because they keep an eye on this sort of stuff, hence them sort of being there and getting the word out amongst their, uh, you know, their fellow officers and so forth and getting back up there and, you know, closing roads and all that sort of shit. But uh, it, just, just, it really just goes to show you that people power can can pretty much win in the end. I mean, like, if everyone can just turn up there and say, you know, we're basically just going to... What are they going to do? I mean, they're going to yeah. arrest 2,000 people. Shit, they're well and truly outnumbered, <laughs> you know? So... Exactly. Um, yeah, this this sort of thing should be done, I guess, you know, not, not regularly, but I guess a little bit more often just to show that solidarity and, um, you know, that, that people are awake to what's going on, you know? We know what the I was, is. Um... I was walking with people and, you know, they were thanking the police as we were going by and the police were just super nice. And to their credit, I've been going to protests since around 2011 mm. in Brisbane and they've always generally been pretty good in Brisbane. It was just extra to their credit because, you know, I was surprised because generally, you know, and, you know, this is one of my problems with protests is most protests you have to apply to the, the Brisbane City Council to get your permit and yeah. then your route to, yeah. to do it. And this this had the exact same formula where the police escorted, they blocked off the traffic, it got the, the route to Parliament House on the, on the road. So it seemed like it was, you know, just a traditional protest. But then, you know, to their extra credit, it, it, it wasn't, you know, planned. And, you know, it said that on the event that it was just a picnic and an exercise walk. But, yeah, shout out to the police for... You know, just giving us that route to, to do it. And for everyone that was there, as, as Andy was saying, there were some fantastic speeches. And you, you don't, 
I was saying this to people yesterday, you know, rallies are sort of like gigs, like concerts, you know, like you can organise one, but if, you, if you're not reaching out to the right people, if you're not promoting it the right way, you know, you could have the best act on in the world there, but not a lot of people are going to come. Mm-hmm. But this this seemed like there was there was great unity, you know, there was a lot of figures like Tay's Way and, you know, Pete Evans and all these people sharing the rally around. Yep, yep. So it's it seemed like, like I got an email off of one of the promoters, it seemed like there was a unison, there was promotion, and that definitely showed off. So credit to the promoters of the event as well, mate. Yeah, good to see. And uh, Andy, just just let everyone know who's listening because, you know, this this was Australia-wide, so everyone, all of our Australian listeners know what's going on. Um, they would have heard about it, of course, by now, by the time this goes up. Um, but for those who are listening, listening internationally, just let everyone know what this rally was actually for, Andy, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, look, this was a, like um, a freedom rally is basically how it was like hosted. Um, and it was basically uh, primarily it was against the lockdown that, you know, we are free people and that we do not consent. Um, and, and of course, it sedges into um, uh, mandatory vaccination um, and 5G. Uh, and those two, those two topics were were big in the speeches and in people's conversations. But primarily, probably uh, forced vaccination was the big thing that were people were for, were there to um, protest about. Um, you know, uh, all all following from this pandemic. Um, mm. Now we've we've uh, covered the five G thing pretty extensively. As well as, of mm. course, vaccine, the, the issue of vaccination, um, more leaning towards the issue of them trying to push mandatory vaccinations. Of course, we've been covering that for a long time uh, at Real News Australia. Even, even, of course, Ethan's been putting up um, a ton of stuff with regards to the 5G situation and all that. Um, so that, that's, these are the, 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 big, the big topics. And, and, of course, the reason, I guess, they put... Well, you know, folks like uh, Alona from the IMOP party and all that, the IMOP or IMO party, um, wanted to, to take this opportunity to, to speak at this sort of thing, I guess, because we know that this whole domino effect, this trickle-down thing that's going to happen is, you know, with regards to this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic that's on down the track, you know, they, they, want, a, they want a coronavirus vaccine. You know, they're already doing human trials, um they're skipping animal trials, they're pushing, that's the agenda is to get everyone vaccinated. We've seen this, we've seen the info, we've seen Bill Gates throwing, you know, billions of dollars towards this this plan of getting everyone in the world vaccinated. So, um, of course, now that we have this pandemic, the trickle-down effect is, of course, you know, in a few months' time or a year's time, you know, they want to roll out another needle on the schedule and it's going to be for, I guess, coronavirus or something or SARS-CoV-2 or whatever they want to call it. Um, so hence, of course, that's the reason why the vaccination issue was such a big thing with this rally. But yeah, this whole so it's a rally rally for freedom, um, folks listening out there, and um, we are we are under a, a, an onslaught constantly, um, not just in Australia but uh, globally. You know, it's definitely an onslaught on our freedoms. We've seen um, a lot of action happening, you know, overseas with regards to governments stamping the, the that boot down on the on the face of. Uh, of the of their populations basically you know like um 
was that George Orwell says, you know, imagine a boot standing on the on the face of humanity forever. It's kind of what it's like lately. Um, you're not allowed to do anything without copying big fines or arrests or, you know, it's just been so ridiculous lately. But it's really good to see that all of that just got, you know, thrown to the wind and went, let's just get it, get, get together in solidarity, show everyone that we know what's going on. And, and uh, the turnout, you know, like you said, you probably reckon about two, maybe 2,000 people, Andy, or, or more? What do you reckon? Uh. I reckon the high thousands, yeah. 1,800, 1,900, so, something so like that. So let's say, yeah, close to 2,000 people. Uh, mm. And that's just Brisbane alone. You know, we had rallies Australia-wide. So there was, you know, tens of thousands, I guess, people all around Australia taking to the streets. Not to forget, though, that a lot of the people like myself who couldn't go or, you know, had no means to get there or, you know, weren't able to attend. You know, I was watching a lot of live video footage from um, Sydney and Melbourne the amount of people that were watching these live streams, you know, if you, some of them had a couple of hundred viewers at one time, you know what I mean? So if you just take those numbers and add them to the, the actual rally, I mean, like it, it makes it so much bigger um, and a lot more, you know, a lot stronger than what the, the mainstream media, I guess, would report on. Now, we mentioned earlier that there was mainstream media coverage of the Brisbane rally. Is that right, boys? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they even had a chopper in the sky. So. Oh, well, of course, they've, they've had choppers in the sky every day, haven't they? <laughs> Keeping an eye on us. A news one, General. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, because they wanted aerial views. They could have just used drones, I guess. But anyway, um, now, did you see... Well, what channels did you see, boys? Did you, Ethan, did you see... I think I saw a channel, maybe Channel 7 reporter, I think, there. But yeah, what, what was the impact that you know, think mainstream media had on the day? Anything? No, no. I think to be to be fair, I don't even think there was reporters on the ground. I um I won't I won't name him, but I've got a mate who um was had a megaphone and he was just going to go scream at some mainstream media reporters if he saw them, and he just couldn't find them all day on the ground. So either they were, you know, dressed up and and you know not in their normal attire and you couldn't identify them, or it was just because the only thing you really saw was overhead footage from that helicopter um you know there wasn't too many people on the ground which drew me to the interesting point when i was looking for mainstream media coverage do you know what the theme was from channel 9 channel 7 abc all of these things that were released they just pretty much copied and pasted a australian associated press release about the rallies it was the exact same article like if you go to to google and just look up any mainstream media article it's the exact same article on every single site so (laughs) it's 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 almost like a calculated you know press release from the australian associated press which pretty much just dribbles all of the the agenda down to these news companies so I felt that that was interesting, you know, mm. that they, they're they not even going to bother to be on the ground to interview people about their thoughts, to, to see what people are thinking, to record the rallies. They're just going to do some overhead shots and then just put up some press release as the article. That's, <laughs> I that's mean, what I saw. <laughs> to, to be honest, it was probably a, a perfect opportunity for them to, to get out on the street and start calling us anti-vaxxers like they do every other time, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you hear about in the mainstream media lately is anti vax this anti vax that you know um or or it's pete evans anti vax this anti vax that um yeah. <laughs> so it's probably yeah you know, they missed a golden opportunity there to, to try and you know give one to us but look we all I'm know sure why. They, I'm, I'm sure they probably did sorry to interrupt you no, no, you're right. I, I haven't um watched channel nine and channel seven like their actual news programs i'm sure the, the little 
I'm sure the talking points were on it at 6pm. Like, my mum messaged me saying that she saw the rally on Channel 7 and I assumed that there's it was just the overhead footage and someone just talking about talking points about it. So I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, guaranteed they would have made it look a lot smaller than what it was too with uh, a bit of camera trickery there or, you know, only taking shots of uh, smaller sections of the crowd that are a bit more, you know, sparse in numbers. You know, that's the sort of shit they do. We know their tricks anyway. But, I mean, and we all know why they don't cover any of the rallies that um, are, are on in the city. Um, obviously it's because, you know, even, even when we see these ones on Facebook from around the world, you know, these videos that people put up and there's millions of people in the streets in these certain cities, not any of, you know, not not even in that nation's own media will they show that coverage of what's actually going on. And, and obviously we all know why that is boys, don't we? You know, they don't want to show the rest of the nation or, 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 you know, the rest of the masses that standing up and, and acting and, you know, taking to the streets, you know, they don't want to show that, that that's a, an, an avenue that, that people can take to, um, you know, to actually do something or to raise attention or awareness or protest. They basically want people to to be labelled as, you know, the crazies or the tinfoil hatters or the, you know, the conspiracy theorists of ones that um, go and take to the streets at these sort of things. And that's fairly evident because I was going to on the mainstream media coverage I saw, I think it was the Channel 7 one, they put it up on their own Facebook feeds. I was just reading through all the comments. Man, it was it was tough to find comments on there that were actually in support of the people at the protest. You should have seen the comments, boys. Like, I, I tell you what, they must have... Whoever runs that Channel 7 you know, social media on Facebook, they must have been sitting there with the, the delete or ban user or hide comment button ready to go because... There was it was all anti-protest stuff. Like every, every almost every single comment I saw was, "Look at these idiots! Look at them putting people at risk! Look at them not social distancing! Why aren't they getting fined?" What you know, like it was so negative. I couldn't believe that there's so many people out there who are so just absolutely dumbed down and not awake to what's going on. And not one of their comments was like. What are they, you know, what are they protesting about? Or I agree with what they're doing or, you know, it was, it was all anti, um, you know, look at these idiots. Look, like I was saying before, look at them taking, uh, look, uh, um, you know, could be causing people to get coronavirus. It was all that sort of shit. And I was like, what the fuck are these people on about? Like not one of them was making comments about the reason why the protest was going on for freedom and stuff. And, you know, I did see, like I said, not many, but there was a couple on there going, wow, look at all these you know, these people who have no idea, like, what's wrong with you people? These people are here protesting for your freedoms and, you know, they just get shouted down in the comments and people are having to go. And I was, I was pretty dumbfounded, actually. But then you go to any any alternative media site or any of our groups that we're in and, yeah, not one negative comment. It was all positive, you know. It was like, well done, wish I was there, all that sort of stuff. And it was really good to see on that side of things. So there's definitely a... Uh, I dare say there's a line in the sand, boys. I don't know. What do you reckon? I'm kind of getting that feeling that there's you're either you're either awake to this, what's going on, or you're not. There's no in, but this seems to be no in between anymore. That's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting anyway. Andy, what do you reckon about that? Um, me and Ethan were talking knows. about it the other day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Go on. It's, Tell me what you're going. Lay it on, the, boys. The term is the new term is the Great Divide, General. Ooh. So, so, so General. I, you know, if you're split. on a, the great split, yeah, the, the great divide. Um, if you're on a Channel 7-like 
supporting uh, people who are supporting Channel Seven or you know a mainstream media like that, then of course you know the mentality of the group, you know. So, so, um, so that's probably why in that group of people, why you've got that kind of reaction. Um, or, or it could be just a bunch of trolls that, you know, you'd only need probably 10, 10 like paid trolls to get on there on that particular thing there and sort of, you know, under a couple of different accounts and to make it seem like, you know, that's the, you know, that's the, the main point of view that, you know, everyone at that rally, they're all just idiots or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, who knows what's going on in that world, like of deception, you know, like, you know, in regards to social media, what, what the real value, what the real opinion out there in the public is like. See, if I was at that rally, I would have been trying to go up to some of the people watching on the sidelines. You know, when you, you walk down the street and there's people clearly not taking part, they're just sort of having a look going, what's this about? Or, you know, just sort of observing or just, you know, trying to walk past and not really pay attention. If man, if I was there, I'd been going up to these people going, what's your thoughts on this? You know, like, do you know why these people are here? Have you any idea what it's about? You know, w- would you join in? You know, like, I'd be trying to find out what the vibe is from the, the onlookers because clearly you know what the vibe is from the people in the rally and you've you know, you've got plenty of that sort of stuff. But I would have loved to have gotten some some bystander input, you know what I mean? Just to see what the like I said, My goodness. I guess what the vibe is what the vibe is like. But I do find it interesting that you boys were actually chatting about that this great divide, Ethan. That's <laughs> and I was just bringing it up telling you, you know, saying that I've you know, that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from this from, from everything lately, you know. Um it goes to show that us three fellas are definitely on the same fucking wavelength, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I had um similar conversations with a few other people yesterday. You know, it seems you know, as we're approaching, you know, some one of the, the most interesting times in our history, it seems like there is a clear line in the sand, as you're saying, general, this this approaching great split, you know, where the, the, the normal NPC masses that will go along with the system will continue to go along. I and, love that term. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, the people like us, which will, will have a choice eventually. And it's it's going to come very soon, you know, with this with this vaccine and more coercive efforts that are going to come along the pipeline, you know, we're going to have a choice and there could be, you know, a very real possibility that a lot of people disconnect and split off from this society, you know, and there could be this great split coming up, this line in the sand. I, I truly believe that. And I got that feeling yesterday with everyone. You know, one of the speakers was talking about growing your own vegetables and self-sustainable living and how he's going to, you know, he wants to buy a house and then become friends with his neighbours and then, you know, build it into a double house and have like a communion going. These were some of the speeches yesterday at the rally and people were cheering. So, you know, there's there's, there's definitely a feel in the air. And, you know, to, to give you a perspective, um, like I was walking along the footpath like I generally do just to get good shots of the side and everything mm-hmm. um, as I'm marching. And, you know, there was a lot of people with their thumbs down on the sidewalk yelling out things you know they were because a lot of people had signs like about vaccines and stuff so people were coming out of their subways or their accounting firms and you know there there was onlookers but there was definitely a negative vibe and it just it really i was saying to people it really shows you just the depths of how the social engineering has gone you know because there there really is this um 
perception from the, the, the normal masses that, you know, we could be potential health threats. And we've talked about this on other episodes, you know what I mean? They're, these people are generally being trained to see us as, as the enemy. And so, you know, you, you get a little sense of feel of that when you see people really just, it wasn't the traditional protest of people just standing there on the sidewalk watching you. you know, there was people, you know, saying stuff back. So it was interesting to, to see what was happening. It, you know, it's, it wasn't an overly big thing. It didn't like ruin the day or anything. But just in terms of what we're discussing, it definitely seems like there's this line in the sand. Do you sort of get what I'm coming at? I do. I definitely do, man. Yeah, that's that's the sort of that's the sort of thing I wanted to sort of know if, if it was going on. So thanks for sharing, man. And um, definitely know what you you mean there. Definitely, um, it really is evident that the you know this this line in the sand is no longer um, you know metaphorical. It really is. <laughs> really is an actual line in the sand that's been drawn you know you're either with us or you're or you're against or you're with them not really against us but you're with them uh them of course being the establishment you know what i mean um uh yeah there it's amazing how many people would protest against freedom you know if <laughs> whereas we're yeah. pro- we're protesting for freedom you know we want freedoms and stuff and there's, there's a lot of people out there who would be like you know if you kind of really asked him, well, if you're against these people, then does that mean that you're actually against freedom? You know, when when you kind of pose that question to them, you kind of want to see the other, the blank look on their face or them just to admit to the fact that, um, yeah, that's what I want. I don't want freedom. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I'd love to kind of highlight that stupidity of some of these onlookers, you know, because, uh, yeah, that's, that's the sort of shit that I would have done if I was on the ground there with you fellas. Yeah. I would have loved was... <laughs> to have gone up to those people and trying to paint them in, a, you know, put themselves paint themselves into a corner i should say because that's kind of what uh, i like doing is highlighting the idiocy of that sort of shit and hypocrisy of the way they think <laughs> absolutely hey i would i wouldn't put it past them boys to uh if the media told these people to they would um stage a pro social distancing rally against the anti-vaxxers and they would go in groups of 10 at a time in in perfectly perfectly 1.5 social meter distancing yep. and they would march through the city in waves it'd probably take about six hours to get everyone through because yeah. they have to go 10 at a time but i wouldn't put it past them boys they would if the if the media told them we would see that for sure yeah and and that would get coverage <laughs> <laughs> oh wow Matt, these well, noble people yeah and look i guess fellas the um you know the the big main reason why this this protest was happening, of course, is is that um, our freedoms have really been taken away from us lately. You know, not just our freedom, but lots of other things um, as a as a result of this coronavirus pandemic and and the hype that's happening now. Um, you know, well, it's been happening for the last couple of months, I should say. Uh, and I kind of wanted to sort of point that out too, boys. So I might just segue now, um, or just before I do, though, if, for anyone who wants to see any of that footage, again, go to realnewsaustralia.com, go to tottnews.com. There's uh, images and video, uh, and we're going to be sharing a lot of stuff as well on the social media pages that we're up, uh, that we've got. Um, so please go and check that out. You'll get a you'll get a really good feeling just from watching the videos. Um, you know, it'll, it'll probably give you a bit of faith in 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 our in our side of the fight. So please go and check those out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to segue, fellas, because um, about two weeks ago, I put up an article called COVID-19, the casualty list is in. Because what I've seen lately, fellas, is that I've really sort of seen 
as a result of this stupid pandemic, the the death of so many important things uh, in, 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 in humanity. We have, I'll just read this opening sort of line from the article, boys. Um, it's called since the, it's what's well, called COVID nineteen the casualty list is in since the beginning of the declared pandemic, the casualty list has been a very costly one for humanity. Below is an in depth inventory of the most prominent deaths, and I kind of wanted to to catch people's eye with this one because I'm not really talking about people in in particular. I'm not talking about any particular you know celebrities or whatnot that have died, but I want to kind of suck them in thinking that that's what I'm talking about. So I'll give a little bit of a background on this whole you know pandemic and the history of where it came about blah 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 but the casualty list what i'm referring to and as you've all i'm sure you've read it boys and i know ethan's reblogged it as well but i just want to quickly go over some of these points and i'll, I'll just sort of get your take on them um and tell me if you agree and you might even have some examples you wanted to throw at me with some of them as well um but there were a few important casualties uh as a result of this covid19 the first one first casualty on the list is logic now, logic that is reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity, uh, that's passed away, boys. There are countless examples from around the world where logic was just thrown out the window. And here's some just from Australia that um, some people have shared with us. I won't go over all of them, but I'll just keep uh, throw a couple at you for example. Uh, in many places, grocery store staff won't place your purchases in your bags for you. You must now do this yourself even though they just handled it by scanning it. So previously, of course, you go to the grocery store, you know, people who bring their own bags, whatever, uh, or even if you've got the, the plastic bags from the shop, you know, the staff member would take the thing off the conveyor belt, they'd scan it, they put it in the bag, and away you go. Now, for some reason, they scan it, and they just put it on the side on the bench, and you've got to now bag your own groceries at the grocery store. I'm not sure if that's still going now, but it definitely has been the last couple of weeks. Um you know, for whatever reason, that's to protect us from COVID-19 for some reason. So again, logic out the window there doesn't make sense at all. Um, <laughs> customer limitations as well. I'm sure you guys have seen this. So some some shops in the mall, I've down the, the local Grand Plaza shopping center near me, right? You'll go in there. Some stores who have remained open and haven't closed their doors, they'll have a sign at the front saying store limit, you know, four people max at a time. And it might might be a you know just a regular size sort of store, right? But the store next to it could be like two or three times the size, just as big, and they'll have you know maximum amount of people allowed will be three or you know the same amount. You're like, well, the store is much bigger. What's the difference? You know, it's shit like this. It just doesn't make sense. Like most of these stores don't get jam packed with you know twenty, thirty, forty people anyway. There's usually only ever a handful of people in these smaller stores anyway when you go to them. You know, the most you might see in some of these little stores, you know, that might be 10 or 12 at the time. I mean, that's to protect us, of course, from catching coronavirus. So once again, logic just defied and out the window again. This was one that really uh, annoyed myself and my wife, right? The visitation limits for families. So if you wanted to go, the, the government or their health department set limits. If you wanted to take your your family of, of uh, say, two people or, you know, your husband and wife or whatever to go and see some family... It was, um, I'll give you the example of what here. So visitation limits for families. Wanting to see other family members is also logical. Our government declared that two people could visit a family of 10, for example, but that family of 10 couldn't go and visit the family of two. You know what I mean? So shit like that was just absolutely illogical and dumb. It just didn't make sense. Like, what's the difference? You got the same people visiting the same people, but 10 can't go to the two, but two can go to the 10. It doesn't make sense. Um, 
I'll, I'll stop there. There's a whole bunch more I've put on there, and that's just logic, boys. Can you, can you, Ethan, think of anything just offhand before we move on that has defied logic in your opinion? Oh, mate, it's it's just the, know, the little the details, spot, but... <laughs> just the little details of of the things that you mentioned there, like at the shop scene, all the X's on the ground, yes, you yes. know, and you got to stand on the X's, and like it just it just doesn't make sense, you know, and the logic of you know, keeping schools open and closing this or, you know, even now that things are starting to reopen a little bit, the fact that, you know, um, some places can have up to 50 people and other places can only have up to 10 people in there. You know what I mean? Like, well, how is this virus discriminating against certain venues? You know, yeah. is it is it not 18? Is it not allowed into the pubs? Like, what what's the go with this virus? Again, <laughs> just, absolutely uh, illogical. It's just ridiculous. No logic at all, mate. Yeah. Yep. Andy, um, just quickly, anything anything that's defied logic that's really stuck in your brain lately with regards to this stupid virus? Oh, look, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, all of it, and especially those stupid screens. Oh, yes. You yep. know, like the, the Perspex screens that Officework seem to be getting into now. Like, you walk in and you got to sort of, like, poke your head around the side of the screen to talk to the, the you know, the sales attendant. Yeah, I've seen them at Aldi. I've that, seen them at... I've seen them at McDonald's. They've put screens up in front of the, the registers at McDonald's and things, you know, like... Oh, my God. You're right. That's what are just you doing? ridiculous. What are, you, what are you doing in McDonald's, General? No. <laughs> I have to use the toilet there sometimes when I'm working. <laughs> Busted. Um, hey, um, yeah, Aldi, Aldi was ridiculous. Mate, I mean, have you honestly, seen the ones at was... Aldi? Hey, they've got, they're so covered, right? They've got a tiny little yeah. square where the, like the FPOS machine terminal is. But yeah. the, 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 custom, like the, the staff member we talking to you, you can't hear him. Like my wife no, bends not. down and sticks her head in the hole and goes, "What did you say?" Like she, she goes out of her way to make sure that she defies the whole screen, the purpose of the screen. It's hilarious, but anyway, yeah. yeah so that's again yeah. more more illogical shit. Yeah, you're right, man. These stupid screens that up everywhere because you know germs can't go around a bit of plastic, you know. So, <laughs> and the idiot, the the stupid like squares where they tape squares on the floor. That I mean, that just does my head in too. I yeah. mean, like. No, and you know we've got to stand on a freaking square. Yeah, you know. Yeah, X like, marks the spot. Just... Yeah, all that shit, and it's all spaced out. I defy them every time I have to go to a shop. Oh, I yeah. absolutely defy I was gonna them. Mention. I yep. was going to mention it's frustrating because I just don't pay attention, and then you just like with aisle limits and stuff, you just walk into an aisle and just I say you can't. Sorry, you just, you just can't come in. Like we went um, after the rally yesterday. We like. Here's a good story. Like we, because of what we were talking about earlier about how everything just felt like normal, everyone was hugging and high fiving and everything. Yep. When the rally was over, we we're like, oh yeah, let's just go grab a grab a beer somewhere. And then we all sort of just stopped for a minute and then realized, oh no, we're under complete tyranny. We can't do that. <laughs> so then we thought, um, let's see if there's a place that is open because like most pubs aren't opening because ten yep. people isn't really profitable. So. We'll see. Let's see if there is one. And there was like a couple restaurants on the Queen Street Mall, mm. which um, you know those open ones that are just sitting there on the Queen Street Mall. Yep, yep. And and they were open, so we're like, oh, we'll see if we can get a drink from there. And there was a lineup. So there was like there was three tables full in this little thing. There probably would have been about ten tables. And then there was a line outside, and they told us that it was a two-hour wait 
to be able to get in there to sit down because of the 10 person limit yeah, and there was ridiculous. just there was people just standing there lining up in the queen street mall to go in once these people had finished like i just i couldn't believe it yeah again it, it just made it the it just defies logic doesn't it like you just have to shake your head and go this doesn't make sense. How can people be supporting this? You know, like you kind of just wish that all of the restaurateurs and, and bars just all banded together and went, we're going to just ignore these these things handed down. And any fines that we get, we're going to, every single one of us is just going to throw them away, you know, and just not pay them. Just give them no, you know, just not give them any time of day, basically. That's what they should have done is just banding and going, they're killing us. You know what I mean? Like this is our livelihoods. There's no, you know, they just needed to stand up for themselves a bit more. But, you know, you get one or two that won't. And then before you know it, the others fall, fall in line. And, yeah, you're kind of back to square one. But they all needed to yeah. just band together and go, yeah, we're this is bullshit. They're killing our, they're killing the industry. <laughs> anyway, yeah, mo- moving on. But I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, logic. That's why I said the casualty number one on this list is logic. It just has just <laughs> died. Um, casualty two, unfortunately, was empathy, boys. Next on the COVID-19 casualty list is empathy. Sadly, empathy passed away during the lockdown and restrictions placed on us by governments around the world with little consideration for the impact it would have on society and our lives. Heavy-handed tactics by police and even military assistance has caused citizens to be fearful of authorities. An activist mother simply walking down a city street with her son was brutally arrested and even had her crying son ripped from her arms because she was exercising her rights. Um, so that was that sort of went around went quite viral that video with um, the mum down in I think that's Sydney um, where Victor Victor Tay um, does his exercising our rights uh, exercisingmyrights.com from yeah Victor from exercisingmyrights.com I move on to that in the next one as well but she was sort of taking part in that little exercising rally and uh unfortunately the police targeted her and uh, yeah it was quite disgusting the uh, the arrest this woman so there's a few images there you can see um to gain even a small amount of normality back by flouting imposed restrictions resulted in heavy fines and penalties all under the guise of protecting us from covid19 what has happened to our police services they're too busy enforcing ridiculous mandates by the health authorities to see the damage they're doing to their fellow citizens only to have their actions justified and even cheered on by the wider public that has fallen under this same spell of acquiescence to the state um yeah, I don't, don't even think we need to go too much more on that one, but I'm sure you guys have, would definitely agree with me there that, you know, empathy, especially by, like I said, the the authorities has just passed away. You know, they just, they just don't care. You know what I mean? They've had these heavy-handed tactics arresting people. And like I said, there's even a link there showing that, you know, military assistance from the Australian military was seen in some circumstances. Uh, just incredible, boys. Um, occasionally, number three, freedoms and rights. Definitely a big one there. Third major casualty of COVID-19 is our loss of basic human rights and freedoms. Across the globe, governments have adhered to guidelines handed down by the World Health Organization on how to manage populations during the pandemic. Oh, sorry, pandemic. These guidelines have resulted in governments quickly using them to enact legislations that seize power, remove rights, and reduce freedoms for all citizens, and all under the guise of protecting us from something that's far less dangerous than it was hyped up to be. A supposed disease that's killed less people than seasonal influenza does. Australia's Attorney General has even said that Australians could be detained or forced into treatment with powers granted to them, uh, sorry, granted to the government by the passing of the 2015 Biosecurity Act, which uh, you yourself, Ethan, have posted up information on your tottnews.com as well. Um, 
But what about going to a park and sitting down to enjoy the warm sun? Not a chance. You have to be exercising. You, you can't sit still, you know, because otherwise the virus will get you. According to the rules, you're not even allowed to head into town to protest the very laws that are restricting us. Although some Aussies figured out a way to do it. And there's a, Vic, uh, a picture there of uh, Victor Tay from uh, exercisingmyrights.com. And I don't know, did you, you've always seen uh, much of Victor's coverage there, Ethan? Yeah, mate. Um, I saw his his page and, and some of the footage from the, the last protest, absolutely. Yeah, very clever. Andy, you would have seen some of Ethan's work, I'm sure. Oh, sorry, yeah, um, Victor's yeah, work, I've, not Ethan's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've seen he's quite, quite, quite a big uh, social media following. Yeah, what I liked about what he was doing is because in New South Wales there, the health authorities, the guidelines handed down and, um, you know, the information put forward to the public simply said something like exercising and it was very vague and it didn't clarify what they meant by exercising so he took it i'm going to be exercising my rights so he you know he's put on some some workout gear and he goes walking up and down the street holding his signs and his t-shirts and his you know his headband um a very clever way of doing it i really i think kudos to to victor there and victor is actually boys he's actually um lined up to uh, to come on the podcast as a guest as well in a couple of weeks so just sort of let you know that as well. Be good to chat to him. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next casualty was the truth. And this is a big one, fellas. We know the truth definitely, definitely passed away um, in this in this pandemic. And I'll get to your feedback on this one. I'll just quickly go over this one here. So sadly, the fourth high-profile death seen uh, due to COVID-19 is truth. Unfortunately, lies and misinformation have flourished amidst the whole coronavirus saga while truth has taken a backseat. Professor Neil Ferguson, also known as Professor Lockdown at the Imperial College of London, was the person responsible for generating wildly ridiculous death estimates for the COVID-19 pandemic based on an incredible amount of false data and fudged numbers. Ferguson is not a medical doctor. His PhD is not even in medicine, but in theoretical physics. His Center for Global Infectious Disease Analysis, based at the Imperial College, also received tens of millions of dollars from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation annually. It was largely due to his poor predictions and garbage models that the world locked down. All the while, he himself ignored the lockdown so he could visit his mistress. Another truth that sadly passed away as a result of COVID-19 was the true data. Death statistics have been drastically overinflated, not to mention the infection rates because of shoddy testing and false positives, especially in the United States. Doctors and hospital staff were being encouraged to put COVID-19 as the cause of death for patients. Side note, boys, that has also happened a fair bit here in Australia. Case in point would be the most recent apparent COVID-19 death from uh, Blackwater in Queensland where the guy actually died of <laughs> from cancer complications, not from COVID-19. Um, a memo from the CDC stated that COVID-19 can be used uh, as the cause of death on death certificates, even if it's only an assumption. Not only has uh, have they been encouraged in writing, hospitals have been receiving financial incentives if a patient is admitted with COVID-19, the hospital receives $13,000. If that patient is put on a ventilator, the hospital receives $39,000. So there you go. And there's a, a little link there to a Fox News channel um, where Dr. Scott Jensen was interviewed and he was talking about these very points as well. 
Reports from social media users have also been going viral where hundreds, if not thousands of them, have been taking to platforms like Twitter and Facebook to share their dismay and anger at the health authorities and mainstream media for spreading lies and misinformation. Now, I'm not going to go through them, but there's a whole bunch of little um, screenshots there and examples. And uh, there is also a link underneath them where you can go to a link on where I've shared it on the Real News Australia Facebook page where there's a, a list, a whole bunch of probably nearly 200 examples of the same sort of thing. And these are all pretty much along the exact same lines where there's people who uh, have had family members pass away and either the media or the health authorities have put their deaths down as COVID-19 when they have not died of COVID-19. Some not even have, having been tested, some even testing positive, uh, negative to COVID-19, uh, but also putting it on their death certificate. Still, it's just ridiculous, boys. So before we move on, the truth, man. The truth, definitely occasionally in this one. Um, Andy, have you seen a lot of these same examples where people have been sharing? Um, and I mean, I've seen it from Australia as well, where they're sharing these. Uh, you know, they're taking to social media to, to have a go at, at mainstream media um, pages and really, really handing it to them, going, "You guys should be, you know, should be um, ashamed of yourselves." You know, you've my my father, my granddad died of dementia, and yet he was he was put down as COVID nineteen, or you've said it on the media as another COVID nineteen death. Blah blah blah. Like it's just on and on and on. I mean, not even to mention the the statistics we talked about just earlier. I mean, what's your take on the truth dying in this one, mate? Uh, yeah, well, it's it's just you know they can't keep it up for too much longer. You know, it's unraveling fast, isn't it? You know, how long can they keep fooling everyone, like, like, and and keep keep their media machines going with this stuff? You know, uh, and yeah, the the truth the truth has been traded for for profit. I mean, they've obviously worked out that there's more profit in in siding with massive international corporations in in basically infomercials within their stories for their products um and traded that for the truth mm -hmm. yeah good point. so and and of course media agencies you know like like seven nine and ten you know like their their corporations they're interested in making profits so this is this is the trade-off isn't it you know like so so it's just a perception of like you know reporting and you know news taking and stuff you know enough to keep the the dumbed down masses thinking that they're receiving accurate information from the ground but you know yeah. like you said earlier on there, there isn't even any reporters on the ground like filming or interviewing anyone or or actually getting a feel of what's happening on the ground there's this buzzer buzzer helicopter overhead and take some footage and, and race back to the news studio which yeah, just and send a press release out to all, all the outlets and say here report this yeah yeah well like you've said that the press releases aren't even like come from in you know, like from internally they're just they've just gone they're just grabbed from the, the central drop box of of every other news agency that's how like pathetic and so lazy the whole thing well has see become. I, I wouldn't even say it's lazy i mean I, I would just say it's it's definitely you know the narrative that's been handed from from on high from their controllers that says you know do not report on any activist movements you know with regards to the lockdowns and so forth you know it's uh, to me it's it's definitely part of an agenda but I, I wouldn't even call it laziness to be honest i, I reckon there's probably reporters who would have been going 
you know, should we go to this? Can we go to this? Can we report on this? And they would have been like, no, nope, we're not giving you attention to that. You know, like, they've got to do what they're told. If they report on it, doesn't mean it's going to get in the news, does it? You know, they've got to go through the editors and so forth. That's and, right. And um, the production exactly. teams before it actually takes to the air or gets any mention. You know, they're so controlled. Yeah. I, um, just, I just, I don't think it's an agenda. I don't think within news agency that it's some sort of evil agenda. I think it's all money related because, you know, like senior editors realise where they're, where the advertising budgets, you know, come from, you know, and, right. and it's all it's all big corporate stuff, you know. So if they start pissing off, you know, like, um, uh, you know, um, major pharmaceutical companies or, or big advertisers, then, of course, you know, their already shallow kind of business platform is going to start withering away really quickly, and they know that. What's the so old saying? You, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, you know. That's right. So it's sort of, you know, they're under pressure to, to maintain and keep those clients very, very happy. So there's no way they're going to change the line. And and you see that so obviously with like talkback radio too, you know. Um, you know, when when they're so, so limited in what they say, you see the conversation swaying and you see almost like that infomercial kind of like, narrative coming in the presenter's voice and talking about different things especially when it comes to vaccines or you know or 5g or anything like that it quickly it quickly you can see you can just sense the the defense in in the presenter's voice so yeah for me it's just it's just a purely financial thing that's uh, they're absolutely over a barrel with this stuff they can't move Nice. Yeah, good points, man. Ethan, you would have seen surely some examples of truth um, passing away during this uh, agenda, during the, the pandemic. Oh, yeah, absolutely, General. And um, I think that that was our main sort of theme that we've covered um, on the podcast over the few, you know, yeah, over the last few months since this has happened. You know, it's really the center of things, this, this shift in truth to this post-truth world, this Orwellian you know, double think world. Like we were speaking about this yesterday about just how obscene everything sounds, you know what I mean? The new normal. Well how can it be how can it be normal if it's the new normal? Like normal is normal. It can't be the new normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's completely Orwellian social distancing where it's completely anti social in nature. You know, this is it's all Orwellian double think and this is the way that truth gets distorted and I, I think that more than ever this saga has shown through everything that's happened through the fake hospital deaths through the you know the distorted covid deaths that you're you know you're referring to and you shared to in that article general to just um the mainstream media of lies that we're discussing um it's it's all just been about morphing the truth and 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 creating this this new post-truth world that they want to come in where the facts don't really matter it's it's what we tell you reality is so yeah i'm glad you mentioned that actually because i was reading up on that just recently and i can't remember i'm sure i shared it on the on the facebook page i'm just sort of scrolling through now to to see if i can find it but that term post-truth you know it's uh so important because it really is uh a post truth world that we're in right now um Mm. just trying to find where i can there it is okay so i put up a forbes article uh yesterday right now i have mentioned this particular thing before i'm just segueing a little bit here we'll come back to that that article in a second but 
uh, it says, a very important article read in this post-truth, and I put in the inverted commas there, post-truth world we're in now. And the Forbes article is called, Deep Fakes Are Going to Wreak Havoc on Society. We Are Not Prepared. Now, I have mentioned the term deep fakes before on this podcast in previous episodes where computer technology... Do you boys remember the term, just quickly? Do you remember mm-hmm. the term deep fakes? Yep. Andy, do you? Um, deep fakes, is it? No, Did fake, as in F-A-K-E. Oh, deep fake. Okay, well, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, so... Uh, I haven't heard before. It, general, it, but it no. was based on... And it's been around for a couple of years now where there is basically computer technology that can... What it'll do is it will take, say, a couple of hundred images of uh, of women, and then it will create a person. It'll it'll literally create a person, and it can make that person just from images. It can even make that person speak. It'll t- it can make them talk. It can they can feed in a whole bunch of audio algorithms. It can create speech. It, it's incredible technology, mate. And it's now gotten to the point where before, when it first came out, it was a little bit clunky. You could you could definitely tell it was kind of fake or created or you know CGI kind of stuff. But it's pretty much at the point now where it is almost indistinguishable from actual video footage of someone speaking. That's how good it is, man. And it's called deep fake. Um, and so this article, I'll, I'll put it in the in the show notes as well. This episode for people to go over because it is really amazing. Um, and that article goes on all about. And it talks about that very same um, thing that Ethan mentioned too, which was the post-truth world we're in now. Um, but it was you know pretty important because it doesn't not only talk about how this technology is now here, but it's talked talks about how it can actually be used, you know, things in like politically to set up politicians and stuff. But there's a flip side to it. Not only can it be used to set people up to take a fall or whatnot, you know, or to to I guess restrain or create certain narratives and so forth, but it's also going to be used as an excuse. Whereas a politician who may be say caught saying something wrong or you know. Um, you know, uh, having footage of them doing something illegal, you know, like doing drugs or something, they can they can then blame and say, no, no, this is a deep fake. We've seen this technology. It's a deep fake. It's not real. When it might actually be real, you know what I mean? So there's a flip side to this thing. And it goes r- right into it too because now that this technology is here, this is, this is an issue, you know what I mean? Like um, who's to say that the, the footage of, you know, um, the, the president of the United States being on stage and saying something was real or not like people it's going to get to that point now where we just don't know we are now in that post-truth world we you really just don't know you know what i mean like what's what becomes truth now um so it's a really good article i'll, I'll put that in the show notes I'd, I'd love for you guys to have a read of it too i'm not sure if you've had a, had a read through it yet tracy actually tracy johnson had a read through it too and um she was like uh, yet another thing to learn about it's hard to keep up you know she was having a bit of a whinge but i think she quite enjoyed the article um but really really good article to 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 read guys um so definitely in the show notes for everyone out there look just going back now so the last thing uh on that uh list there was only five casualties i put on there the very last one of course was common sense um last but not least the final casualty in this pandemic would have to be common sense one might argue that common sense was added to the endangered species list a long ago in most societies, common sense has certainly seen a decline. The inability to think critically and apply reason to given situations and events certainly reached its peak levels when coronavirus entered the vernacular. There seems to be idiots at every turn. <laughs> well, sorry, I'm, I'm just really handing it to the public on this one. Well, COVID-19 has most definitely brought them out of the woodwork. 
how many times have you seen someone driving alone in their car with a face mask on? Seriously, what's the point? It's actually dangerous to your health, and there's a link there. There's links throughout this whole article, folks, if you want to go and check it out. Uh, how many times have you have you seen not just people wearing masks in general, but people wearing them incorrectly, like around their chin or with a hole cut in it so they can breathe properly? <laughs> How many times have we seen people so worried about social distancing when you're lined up to go into a store to only have them being completely carefree about your proximity to them once you're inside? Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but uh, you know, I've been lined up to go into like Bunnings on the weekend and you've, you know, I, I, me and Danielle just totally ignore the social distancing and we just stand a normal distance behind the next person as you would normally in a line. You know, and you get the little look around the shoulder and they try and move up a little bit, you know, to get away from you. People are so stupid. But then when you're in the store, you'll see that same person. You'll just walk right past them, you know, shoulder to shoulder. They don't give a stuff. It just seems to be this virus can only get you when you're in a, in a line, in a queue. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, it's their programming. <laughs> That's the sad thing, man. Yeah, I think they are. They're just, yeah. just full on programming. Anyway, moving on here. Uh, there's even been examples of people social distancing while lined up in their cars. It's just ludicrous. Um, I've seen some examples of that too. Social distancing itself flies in the face of common sense altogether. It's ridiculous. It's completely unnecessary in terms of slowing the spread or flattening the curve. The only thing social distancing achieves is aiding in the establishment's divide and conquer tactics. Keep us not only afraid of a virus, but also each other. There's no evidence proving that COVID-19 is spread by droplets in the air, saying, uh, and, and that's staying... Oh, where were it? Sorry, in the air, and that staying the magical number of six feet or 1.5 meters apart will somehow prevent you from catching COVID-19. Uh, placing everyone in lockdown instead of simply quarantining the sick and elderly has proven to be a disaster. It just doesn't make sense to destroy entire economies and industries around the world when the former is more uh, is actually common sense. New levels of absurdity have been reached in Nassau County, USA, putting common sense out to pasture. You can play tennis again, but, and if you click on the little uh, link in the bottom there, it's got this, um, I think she's the governor of the county or whatever, um, and they're talking about how the tennis centers are now open, um, and you can't, <laughs> she, and even the people there start smirking and laughing because it's so ridiculous, but she goes on to say things like, you, you can't handle um, the other players' balls, you have to, <laughs> you have to, if someone serves a ball, you can't pick it up with your hand, you have to kick it back to them and all this sort of shit, like it just defies common sense, it's so ridiculous. Uh, so as you can see with this small handful of examples, common sense surely did pass away during the coronavirus pandemic. Many, many more examples could be added to reiterate this fact, you need not look far, feel free to add them to the comment section below. And in the obituary conclusion, boys, um, the only way to describe the entire corona hoax is probably with the face palm emoji. I, uh, people, have people died during this pandemic? Yes, of course. Have they died of COVID-19? Truthfully, probably not. As we've seen, this virus has targeted predominantly the elderly. Uncannily enough, it especially targets those with comorbidities. Who'd have thunk it? People are dying with coronavirus, not from coronavirus. And in the f uh, add in the fact that writing on a deceased person's death certificate the cause of death being coronavirus or COVID-19 without doing any testing to prove it just shows how much of a scam this whole thing is. We will surely miss logic, empathy, freedoms and rights, truth, and of course, common sense. 
Our only regret is not spending more time caring for you and protecting you. <laughs> so that was the article, boys. Um, I know I kind of went along on a little bit there, but I think it's just important to go over that, that, that sort of fact, just to reiterate those sort of things, because when you really think about it, we really haven't have truly seen the death of those things in society at the moment. But I will say, given that we've just had this rally that you guys attended, um, it does definitely give me a glimmer of hope that some of these things could be resurrected. You know what I mean? Like we've seen some some really good and some nice people in this footage and you guys were rubbing shoulders with some awesome people out there and it was really good to see that yes we there may be definitely be a divide happening uh or a divide already here but well we are well and truly on the right side of it that's for sure um so on our side of it these things aren't dead they're well and truly alive but on the other side of the divide they've certainly passed away um, just wrap up quickly on those on that article, uh, Ethan. What's your, what's your thoughts on that piece, man? Just in general. Yeah, I think it was a good angle to take, general. You know, a bit of uh, almost satire in there, but yeah. serious satire at the same time. You know, drawing people in there. I think, you know, if if if, it, if we're genuine alternative media sites, you know, the, if 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 we're going to do, you know, the the opposite or the the truth of what the mainstream media is projecting, well, if they're going to sit there and project all of the thousands of so-called deaths that have died, then I think it's a good idea that we, you know, report the the real uh, so-called deaths that have have taken part during this this thing. And there's certainly, you know. Um, in terms of a casualty list, I think that that's hit the nail right on the head there, mate. Those are the genuine casualties, the genuine deaths, if you want to call it that, um, that have occurred during this 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 saga. There's certainly been a massive decline in those, but as you said, the the rally yesterday gives me hope, at least, that mm. the the truth movement is coming together. Um, they're sort of unifying together, and. And I'm excited for, for what is to come in the future on that regards, mate. Yeah. Hopefully they will be resurrected, mate. Never say never. Yeah, big time. Well said, man. Andy, um, just wrote you quickly before we head over to TOTT News. What's your thoughts on, on that on that piece in general, mate? Just give us just give us your quick uh, one on it. Yeah, look, yeah, quick one. Um, look, it, it's like like we said just earlier, look, it's disappointing and it shows the power of like the media around us really that people are so programmed to follow along along all of these points that you mentioned general you know because when when you don't have television in your life like as you know as as i don't it's you when you're amongst these people and they're talking like that it's it's confusing for you you don't quite understand it until you sort of understand that they've had a big and healthy diet of tele tell live vision you know like and it's and it's getting more and more obvious and not only television it's also their social media circles that they sort of spin around in too so so yeah it's it's a it's a deep deep program and um you know like and they've had many deep decades to perfect it and man they've got it like they've got it really really powerful and quite ugly um the other point i wanted to make too is like business even small business people like mum and dad you know kind of like mm. fish and chip shops or, or pizza shops or mm -hmm. small grocery stores and that sort of thing there seem to be seem to be just like 
going for it, you know, and almost like competing with each other to be more stupid than the next business down the street, you know, like... How so? What do you and, mean by example? Well, well, like, for instance, the, the pizza shop down the road from me, who I know the owner quite well, has got like a, like a screen, like a TV, big TV screen on it showing the COVID-19 like distancing rules and, and all of this sort of thing yeah. there. You know, like, so, like, why are you going down this road and basically working for the government in your business trying to promote, if you like, this pandemic and COVID-19 rather than being in your business selling pizzas, right? So these are the things, you know, like staff with masks on, these big screens and stuff. Let's have a competition and see who can get the, the biggest damn screen in your, in your shop so that you can hardly see your customers. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, like, you know, if you had, if you just slow down for a second and realise that, you know, what what's going on, you wouldn't have to have this, you know, four-foot-high screen on the front counter. There's all this there, and fill all the shop floor full of stupid crosses over the place and arrows mm. where you can walk where you where you want to do. I mean, it, like you've said, General, like it, none of it makes any logical sense. But they're, you know, them like the general public are like deeply programmed, and but and, but it seems to be seems to me almost like a competition. And listen to the the radio too, you know, like your your marketing. We've got social distancing, you know, procedures in our store. And we yeah, have contact. Like I mentioned and, earlier, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're paying for these advertising. The advertising, these small business people are paying radio stations for their commercials and they're promoting a government agenda out of their own pocket. I mean, it does my head in, honestly. I mean, I would like to say to all of those people just run your business and sell the goods and be, you know, give good service to your customers. Don't leave them all waiting out because you only want 10 in there, for instance. And just get, let's just get on with it, you know. People can look after their own health. You don't have to think that you're responsible for them, you know. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's my take. You know, I probably went a little bit out of the out of the you know, sedge weighed a bit too much. but No, I know what, you, I know what you're getting at, though, and I, I, uh, I understand. I think... To a point, though, that if you're a small store owner, you know you've been given the you know whatever the health authorities are. They've come down hard and gone. You've got to display this particular sign in this particular spot in your store. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Because basically, they're saying that if they have an inspector come around and you haven't got that, then they'll just shut you down. You know what I mean? So I know a lot of them are complying for the sake that they want to keep their business. You know what I mean? But what I would suggest is that. If I was one of those people, I, I would comply. You know, I would do it all, but I would not enforce it. I'd, you know, I'd have it. I'd maybe have the sign there or somewhere, or maybe you know, torn or ripped, or you know, like you do something to make it look like you don't really give a do fuck the, about those things, or don't put X's do the on the ground. Or if you do make it tiny, you know, like just do shit that would um, kind of so show you that you don't really care about it. But the thing is, though, the wider public are like, you know, if you've got a customer coming and going, where's your crosses on the floor? Oh, I want to do this because, you know, all it takes is one, you know, so-called vigilant person to then dob you in and then you're fucked, you know what I mean? So they kind of get put behind it, you know, in that sort of rock and a hard place situation, which I don't envy them. Um, oh, I agree. Them, yeah. 
my main point was that people are going above and beyond the minimum requirements. Right. Requirement. That that's my point. That it just seems to be that they're like like my instance about the pizza guy down the road putting a big TV screen up on the thing with a slideshow talking about COVID in the front of his shop. I'm sure that wasn't a requirement. So why why are you doing it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like like it's just this COVID thing seems to have captivated everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, like psychologically captivated them, you know, even business people that really should be focused on running their business correctly and making sure the customers and staff and everything, you know, ticks along beautifully. But even these guys, you can see that they're, they're totally whipped up with this whole thing, you know, like it, it's it's running people's lives now. So Yeah, absolutely. To me, that's the most disappointing thing. Cool. Ethan, yeah. let's head over to tottnews.com, man. You've um, we don't have to do um, obviously. There's so much content on there to go over because you've been. I mean, we've missed, like I said, we've missed a week, and you've been putting up stuff constantly um, over there on on your website, mate. But let's just go over. You know, I'll I'll leave it to you to pick which one you think is probably the most uh, prominent to go over right now. Or, or two or whatever we've we've still got a little bit of time to go um but you yeah, take your pick man and and what tickles your fancy in regards to um what you want to cover over at tott news for this episode mate yeah too easy mate well i think it's important that we have a chat about uh the high speed rail revelations oh yeah good one and um yeah i think that that's that's a pretty good topic considering that we've obviously been on the ball with the uh the bushfires mm-hmm. so if, if you want me if you're happy i'm just happy to to kick that one off if you like mate yeah we'll just g- give give the folks out there um especially the, the international listeners just a quick background before you delve into it absolutely so um, before, obviously, before COVID nineteen, at the end of uh, twenty nineteen, beginning of of twenty twenty, up until around mid February, obviously the biggest news story, certainly in Australia, and obviously it had grown overseas internationally, was the Australian bushfires, and we did some very important coverage on tottnews.com back then, sort of detailing links between high speed rail the bushfires the proposed routes and were you know we played um somewhat of a part in that that theory you know getting as popular as it did you know laying that groundwork for people to really start questioning well hang on a minute what really is going on here why does that add up why did the director of clara speak about developing smart cities why do they line up all of these questions um that were asked at the time and if, you, if you're not familiar with that theory, definitely go back and check out previous episodes of this podcast. You know, head to the website, have a look. There's plenty of content on the bushfire conspiracy out there. But it sort of went under the, under the wind after the, the COVID-19 event started gaining momentum um, at the end of, of February. So everything had gone away and, and it seems like people had forgot about that, but new revelations have have popped up since then and it has to do with the rebuilding process after COVID-19 so I think it's also important to note that I also put an article on the website I believe it was last week talking about how a new report still believes that there's around 18,000 people still displaced from the bushfire saga yeah so yeah so 
to add a bit of context, there's still it didn't just go away. Um, the aftermath of the bushfires just because COVID-19 come along. In fact, it it probably made things worse. You know, all of these communities, all of these regions that wanted to rebuild after oh, what a kick in the, the bushfires. Eh? What a massive exactly. kick in the guts. It, it, was, it, it was almost like the nail in the coffin for a lot of, of regional communities, some of these really small remote ones who were trying to rebuild. And, you know, we've spoken about the government assistance not being there and whatnot, and that obviously ties into Agenda 2030, this whole idea of getting people out of regional locations, herding them into highly sophisticated, you know, smart city technologies for this sustainable agenda that they describe. But part of that sustainable agenda is interconnected smart cities in regards to this high-speed trail line. And not only are people continuing to struggle, but a little news topic has been filtering in the background and has been building up over the last month that I've been paying attention to and it has to do with the high-speed rail line. So on the website, I've got a new video. It's available on the YouTube channel, Australian High-Speed Rail equals COVID-19 solution. And in this video, we just take you through it. And it really has to do with this economic recovery push have you seen any of that um push of like scott morrison and all these people talking about how we're going to rebuild the economy general yeah absolutely mate yep yeah just all this propaganda that's been happening well it's floating in the background and it began in april labor have been putting a big push to reshape australia's economy to add you know additional reform to, to invest in nation-building projects. This is the discussions that have been going on now that we're supposedly returning to a sense of normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've found is one of the major pushes has been to rebuild the Australian economy. One of the ma- major projects that they are pushing is a high-speed rail line down the east coast of Australia. Mm. Who would have guessed? Yeah. Who would have guessed? (laughs) And this is important because one of the main elements of the bushfire conspiracy general was the fact that this train line had been delayed for many decades. It it would never get, you know, it it was a monumental task. They were tipping it to be $200 billion just to clear all of the land, to get all of the approval. You know, Nick... Cleary from Clara, which is a consortium that was the main bidder for this high-speed rail. He was describing all of the farmers and communities and local councils and guidelines. You know, it almost seemed like an impossible task. Well, that was until the bushfires miraculously burned away all of this land, destroyed all of these livelihoods, all along the east coast in the exact same locations that this train line had been prepared for years. So is it no surprise that now that COVID-19 is over and people have probably forgot about this conspiracy theory, which isn't really a conspiracy theory, but because that has been sort of shunned out of the public eye, gentlemen, now they can just come out and say, well, how about we do a high-speed rail line? And who would have guessed that the land just happens to be there now for them to do it? So, for me, boys, this seems like a little bit more of just a coincidence that they are capitalising on the high-speed rail line. It almost seems like 
now that what we know about COVID-19, the Australian bushfires were much more significant than uh, maybe we would have guessed at the time. So I'll throw over to you, General. What do you think um, just about these revelations that um, high-speed rail is on the agenda for the COVID-19 recovery? Mate, three words come immediately to mind when I saw you um, put this article up on your tottnews.com. And that's why when I shared it on our social media, I I just said the three words, Mm. problem, reaction, solution. (laughs) It is in, that is like the manifestation of that, of that problem, reaction, solution right here. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's just all in one. That is exactly what they wanted to happen. And here it is. Oh, let's offer up that solution. Let's build this high speed rail network, you know, like far out, man. Like this, this will get us back on track, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, like you know what'll get us back on track fucking you know remove the lockdown remove the restrictions and that'll slowly get the economy back to where it was you know what i mean before they fucked it up on us that's what'll fix it not building a goddamn train line you know what i mean yeah absolutely <laughs> mate it's and and those three words perfectly sum it up it's almost like the the ding moment goes yeah. off you know oh, when, big time. you know i do i'm a little bit um perky at the start of the video just because you know it, it was that light bulb moment well you know here we are and i say in the video you know we you know we got fact checked by the australian associated press we got all demonized um you know all of us in the collective movement got demonized by the mainstream media we got attacked by the associated press personally all of this stuff happened because they were saying that this project was dead and that it was was not going to happen, that it's just ludicrous to say that the bushfires had anything to do with this and and whatnot. And now, because COVID-19's come along, they think that we're just going to forget. Well, maybe the Australian people have forgot about it, but we haven't forgot about it. And the fact that they're coming out just automatically proves our point that this was set up through geoengineering methods to you know, make the the weather incredibly hot through, you know, spraying of chemicals and and heavy metals into the the bushes as an accelerant, you know, the defunding of all of these regional services like firefighters and whatnot. All the the conditions were right for it. Mm. And where are the crazy ones? Well, here's your solution right here, General. Yeah, that's spot on, man. That's exactly right. And for those um, who can't remember... Or you know, or international listeners, you're not sure what Clara is. That's that's um, correct me if I'm wrong. Consolidated Land and Rail Australia is that's that's what it is, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah. And and would you have guessed that they they actually are being quoted in articles about Labor's new push? Nick Cleary says yes, it's a great idea to get tens of thousands of people back to work. He agrees with it, mate. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, what, remember, like, I mean, obviously you don't remember, but back in the day when they first settled countries like Australia and the US and stuff, you know, what's what's the, the mode of transport they, they built to basically build an economy in those nations was a rail line, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. who, bu- who built rail lines back in the day? Oh, it was prisoners, you know what I mean? That's what they had mm-hmm. prisoners do. They had prisoners clearing and, and building rail lines. 
and uh, I find it quite fitting that we're basically in a fucking prisons, you know, prison society right now under these lockdowns and stuff. And who do they want to build the rail lines? <laughs> they want us to build the rail lines because we're the prisoners, you know. Yeah, the prisoners <laughs> building the prison, mate. Yeah. Oh. Smart city, digital prison. The prisoners building it themselves. That's uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? That's what that's what that's what I feel from this whole thing. You know, it's. We're just in this prison, yeah, prison world, prison society, and uh, yeah, let's let's get the prisoners to 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 keep expanding the prison, you know, and let's get yeah. prisoners to build the, the rail line because uh, we need it to be able to help the prisoners move along the different towns they're going to be working in. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. So yeah, that's um, new revelations there, and I say obviously this isn't going to be the last time that. I'm sure we'll be speaking about it going forward. I'm sure that, you know, as as the support nets leave and all of these things, you know, as businesses have all of their frozen things get unfreezed and they somehow have to try and pay their bills again in an economy that's not going to be going, um, that's when we're really going to see this come as a solution. And I can't, you know, I'm going to look forward to to continuing to to do it because these people need justice, man. All of these people that got burnt out of their houses and went through all of these things, they um they deserve justice, and the mainstream media aren't talking about it. So we're going to continue to cover it, mate. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, what's the next one you want to go over on uh, TOTT News, there, man? Um, so there's been a few uh, that have come up since the last time that we've spoke but i think one of the ones we could touch on is the fact that australia's 5g coverage has now reached 50 yeah, percent in, that's in a huge over, over 600 suburbs now so you know we've been following the 5g rollout which has been expanded and now telstra have come out mate and said that over 600 suburbs are now at 50% coverage as they go into this next phase of, you know, like this new high-charged turbo, really the true essence of what 5G is. You know, people have said that 5G has been out for a while and whatnot, and Telstra have had hotspot devices and they've had, you know, there's been 5G phones and whatnot, but I've kept telling people there hasn't been proper approval for the 5g spectrum yet like all these things were still up for auction Correct. because that, that bandwidth on that on the spectrum you're right yeah it wasn't, exactly yeah it wasn't actually set in stone just yet yeah 100 percent. and who has to approve this the united nations international telecommunications union so the un had to decide what bandwidth they're going to allow for 5g and then all of the country governments then have to auction them off to the telecommunications companies to of how much access they can gain to that certain spectrum. Mm. So this, so until all of that was happening, what Telstra and stuff were doing were really just using, you know, like boosted 4G X technology and, and right. sort of using it where it would rely on 4G in the background. But now during COVID nineteen, because Again, another problem, reaction, solution, because we had to work from home and there was massive strain on the internet, Telstra have now upped that and the auctions are now done. So we're seeing true 5G being rolled out all across the country now and it's now reaching up to 50% coverage. And I give um, lists of, of some of the locations that are there and, you know, obviously we've got our 5G tower locations article on the website. So if you if you want to find where your local one is, I definitely 
recommend there's ways that you can do it but boys i want to throw over to you um andy we were talking about this yesterday mate how many new towers have you seen just pop up all over the place andy there's there's so many of them mate it's crazy isn't it and right almost like right in people's lounge rooms too you know like we're looking at that apartment building on um, george street and those massive towers right above you know and there's like a couple of inches of concrete like between them and and where they're actually living and you're thinking man like it's just you know like so i mean i mean i couldn't live in a place like that but Mm. yeah everyone just seems to be doing and across the walls everywhere there seems to be a bit of space that they can buy off some you know landlord or something or some commercial place they seem to be whacking in towers and setting them up as quick as possible um but yeah it's like it's it's madness on the on the you know wireless communication side of things and didn't yeah. we spend like so many billions of dollars setting up a wired network called the NBN? Like <laughs> <laughs> the good old NBN, mate. What a just saying, sick. just saying, like you know, just something I've noticed. <laughs> so uh, at least I mean you can criticise the NBN all you like, and there's a lot to criticise, but at least it was a wired service, you know. Like now, now we seem to be rapidly replacing that with this. 5G crap. Some like, say that. Like we've some su- say. I was going to say we, we've surmised in the past that it was set up to fail because they wanted you know the next generation of wireless technology to, to take precedence. You know what I mean? So that's why the NBN was was such a disaster. Yeah. Mm, yeah. They've sucked. They've sucked the money out of it. You reckon, General? Maybe now it's yeah. time for a new business plan. Well, you got to remember though too, like the every one of these towers that's wired up still has to have, you know telecommunications running to the ground or ground sources as well to then send the signals you know like when they're bouncing off each other and stuff they still have wires going to them and 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 all that sort of shit as well um you know for signal boosting and stuff you know like they'll have a big tower which will then send it to the little towers and those little towers are are also wired you know to the next one sort of thing so i mean i'm not sure if that's all part of the mbn but they're still using fiber optic stuff to to communicate between a lot of these things as well um but yeah yeah it definitely made it's um i I do think it was (laughs) i do think it was set up to fail because then again another problem reaction solution hey look what we've got next look new technology of wireless it's uh 5g it's the next best thing it's it's faster than the nbn let's use that instead you know so and everyone goes yeah yeah i want to stream netflix faster come on (laughs) (laughs) that's the most important thing in their life Yeah, it's crazy boys. I know. Yeah. Well, but, um, look, yeah. you know, your five G is not going away. It's a very, very you know, interesting thing. We're gonna like you know, keep keep uh, trying to expose that for as long as we can. But, um, yeah, I'm know. glad that was also covered um, at the rally yesterday too. So good to see yeah. a lot more awareness of um, and even if it's just curiosity that's that's piquing people's interest with regards to five G and maybe getting people going. What is? Why are these people so concerned? What's the big deal? You know, like. Hopefully, then people will start looking into it a bit more. So, uh, mm. definitely good to see there. But yeah, so that's over at tottnews.com. Australian 5G coverage uh, at 50%, I think is what you've got. Yep. Um, another Absolutely. awesome article. Uh, I'm not sure if I reblogged that one or not, but if I haven't, definitely head over to tottnews.com, folks. Um, 
what are you feeling like, boys? Do you want to wrap this one up for this episode, and we'll um, move move on to some other cleaning house stuff? Or, or is there anything else you wanted to go over for this one, fellas? Or did you want any more on that particular article, Ethan? Sorry, I don't know. I don't, didn't mean to cut you off. No, so that was just a, just a quick update um, on that article. Obviously, the 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 main premise is just to to get the fact across that you know that they're accelerating their plan, just as you know we're sort of doubling down with things with rallies and everything. So it's just um, being aware of that sort of broad spectrum viewpoint of things and just realizing that 5g is coming and you know whether you're someone that's concerned because of health reasons or you know you're someone that like myself that's mainly concerned because of the surveillance technology that it can introduce um and you know the modes of of smart cities and everything that it's going to introduce i think that you know you should be aware of of where it's coming and and as we've said there's been great successes in the past with local communities and local councils um and right. if, yep. if you want to if you want to take action there is routes there are lawyers out there you know rain brew ray broomhole he can um, help you out there's a couple of others out there doing some things now based off of the work that he's done so there's there's ways to get around it so just be aware that you know over 600 suburbs are now at 50%. And if you want to find those lists, you can head to the website. And, yeah, we'll continue to to cover this ongoing shift that I like to describe as, you know, the Brave New World Order. Mm. Yeah, and some good work you've done on that um, Huxley and Brave New World Order stuff as well. So make sure uh, all listeners head over there and check it out. Um, I just want to just say I'm, I'm pretty much with you with regards to that the whole 5G thing. I'm not too worried about, you know, because from, from what I've researched and my understanding is it's not exactly powerful enough to, to penetrate, you know, even the walls of your of a, of a standard home, you know what I mean? You, you've probably got more to worry about with the Wi-Fi router in your home than you do 5G um, outside your home. Uh, I'm more with you with regards to that it's going to be used to increase the surveillance state and all that sort of stuff. That's To me, that's where the real, the real worry lies. Yes, I think there is still some concerns with regards to emf exposure and all that sort of stuff but from from what i've seen in the uh, over the past few months you know a lot of the people have saying that that 4g that signal is actually probably more to worry because that's that stuff will actually go through your home it'll go straight through your walls and stuff whereas that that 5g millimeter wave is not strong enough to penetrate wall you know your walls of your home and stuff so you know even trees will block that shit so whereas 4g stuff will go straight through you know what i mean it's different different uh wavelengths and it's more powerful to be able to do that whereas the 5g signal is a lot weaker um and it's the 5g from what i've heard is also beam forming technology so it's going to basically beam straight to like your handset rather than your handset you know picking up the waves that are coming past it and so forth or, or whatnot whereas this thing's it's more about beam forming from what i've heard so anyone out there correct me if i'm wrong and feel free to to comment or write to us or whatever if if there's more information or if i'm wrong let me know um but as far as i'm concerned yeah i'm putting more with you with with that ethan it's more about what 5g can do to us in terms of this whole technocratic agenda that that's where the real danger lies in my point of view um yeah like i said more concerned about things like wireless technology in your home than than, than 5G signals out outside the home. Uh, but look, head over to, like I said, go to tottnews.com. Um, feel free to sign up. Uh, I should say this too. I was, I was kind of doing battle with a bloke the other day. He, he emailed me. He's like, he's having a go at me because he goes, um, you make it too difficult having to sign up and sign in to, to read content on your website. And I'm, I reply back going, Mate, nothing on my website you have to sign up for. It's all free. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And he goes, and he gave me the article, and it was one of the ones that I reblogged of yours. He's, yeah, I was, I was thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking that. I was like, so yeah. he's having a go at me, thinking, and like, yeah, there's a because when I reblog your stuff, it has like what two paragraphs or a paragraph at most, and then it, it, it's a link to go, you know, to your site to to finish reading it or to get everything. You know, and you're clearly not on my website still. It clearly goes to your website, obviously, when you click on it. But he's he's writing to me, and I'm like, going, no, man, like it's all free, and um, so just let you know, yeah, it's you don't have to sign up for any of my site. And then he comes back and goes, and he sends me, he posts the link and goes, this is on your site, blah blah blah. You do have to sign up. It's not free, or whatever. I'm like, and I reply back to him like, again, this is not mine. This is I reblogged this. It's actually hosted on tottnews.com. This is not on realnewsaustralia.com. Everything on my site is for free. And he writes back again, have another go at me like, no, you do have to sign up. And I'm like, this guy fucking doesn't get it. And I just gave up. And I'm like, if you can't get your head around the fact that you're on someone else's website, then you shouldn't be reading it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wakey, wakey, big fella. So I was yeah. doing battle with this guy. I couldn't, I can't stand that shit. That just, that just annoys the hell out of me. It's like, my stop goodness. wasting my time. Like, yeah, if you, no, was, you couldn't clearly wondering. know you're on someone else's site. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I was wondering that. I was wondering if there was going to be any backlash from you reblogging that. Because I always appreciate you, you know, obviously reblogging the content. But obviously I've got that paywall there. But that's the um, thing, though. Some, I mean, of, like, some it, of the content, and I get what you're trying to do. You know, it's 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 you know, it's actually helping trying to promote. Oh shit, yeah. That. I mean, but, I'll, but, I'll definitely. But drive, I was wondering drive because you. you know of this of of some people's perceptions of things that they might not um, understand it all too well. So you know, oh, there's look, a there's an example right there's there. There's one example. And I'm sure there's not that many behind him, man. I can tell you, like, fair enough. If they're only getting a snippet or a, a little slice of what they could be in for, then then all the more reason to actually sign up and become a member of yours you know so <laughs> that's 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 just on him I, you know there's there's folks like that look you just can't help them so <laughs> yeah. i tried i tried to explain to him you know but hey look if it falls on deaf ears it falls on deaf ears <laughs> try harder next time big fella wherever you are <laughs> anyway hope i don't come off as too rude there but look um feel free to like i said jump over go and sign up and uh, become a member of tottnews.com um you can also head over to uh, i do want to give a shout out to um to our patreon uh, as well because i've had we've got uh got a couple of people now who are now patreon supporters of uh, the general knowledge podcast and realnewsaustralia.com which is awesome um so moving forward like i said in the season three is going to be a lot more content um and a, a lot of it's going to be or well, not a lot of it but about half of the content i'm I'm going to produce is going to be for patreon only so uh if you want to get a slice of that action um all you got to do is head over and, and sign up and basically support us so just a shout out to the the three patrons that i've got um on my on the patreon account we've got oh, of course uh our mate chris um you know you know you know big group um big shout out to uh, to him as well he's he's uh he's joined up jeff tate is another one uh and i'm forgetting one i'm just trying to bring it up now goes by the name of vooch i'm pretty sure vooch 2020 um andrew i think he might be his first name is it chris oh fuck off i should have had this prepared i thought i had it ready to go but i must have closed the tab down anyway um so yeah big shout out to those guys who are also supporting us but um depending on on the tier that you're on you know, there's going to be um there's three at the moment, just a general. There's a bumper tier, which is um, I'm going to send out uh, some bumper stickers to those who join that one. And the next one up is a join in, so you can actually come on as a guest on the podcast and share your thoughts as well. Um, and there will be more 
in the future as well um of course depending on the content we provide and all that sort of stuff as well so just thought to let people know you can jump on and do that now if you so wish uh, for as little as five bucks uh, a month so a cup of coffee or a large medium or a large coffee if that's your taste feel free to roll up a fiver and throw it our way up the internet um Otherwise, head over to TOTT News and, and definitely support what Ethan does as well. You're getting shitloads of content over there, especially the, for members as well. And it's quality stuff, I've got to say. Got to hand it to him. He's doing a bang-up job, aren't you, big fella? <laughs> All the videos, you got heaps of videos on there. It's awesome. I'm loving it, man. I'm really enjoying that uh, that stuff you're putting together, mate. I don't, Thanks, know where you, I don't know where you find the time, man. I'll tell, well, tell you what, you're not married and you don't have kids. That's what you're doing. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's that is a big You've part. Got of it. it. <laughs> Stay that way, please. <laughs> that's awesome. Good stuff, man. Andy, uh, appreciate any, that. Yeah, you're right, man. Anything uh, you want to close out with, Big Ando, for, uh, for uh, this one? Listen, I'll just. Do you want to shout out to anyone? Out. Um, listen, listen, I want to shout out to um, Tricky. I want to shout out to Alona. I want to shout out to Jeff Hodges. And I want to shout out to Anita Halfmaster too from the AVN. Um, and there's many, many other speakers too who, you know, like I can't name them all, but like these four were absolutely fantastic yesterday and, and really, really, really served our people very, very well with what they had to say. Um, just quickly, um, uh, there wasn't, there was a lot of uh, conversations going around that a lot of people didn't attend because basically they were afraid of, like, basically being arrested, you know. Like, mm. they were afraid of, like, police action and stuff like that. Probably on the spin from, like, Melbourne and, and events like that. So a lot of people with kids and, and things and, and, like, um, all of these family groups who... Um, uh, had they not been so afraid of that sort of thing, would have attended. So, you know, I really implore, you know, the next rally that happens, please, everyone, you know, come on down. Let's let's turn 2,000 into 10,000 people at the Ooh, yeah. next rally. And please, let's, let's not fear the police or anything like that. The police have got much more to fear from 10,000 people than they have you know, than, than you have from them. So oh, yeah. they're, they're powerless. I mean, they were pretty much powerless on this rally. You know what I mean? So correct. Yeah. I think anything beyond like a thousand people, they, they back down completely. So, so, you know, please let's, let's, let's come together and, and, um, you know, build on this, this event, um, and, uh, you know, make it even bigger, better and stronger and really get our voice out there because it's just so, so, so important. We're at the crossroads of a lot of this stuff, and uh, you know, and if if you really if you're passionate, if you're thinking that way, and and come out and and be one of be one of the crowd. You don't have to do anything special. Just be one of that number out there. You you and your family. So so yeah, that's yeah, well said, that's Andrew. it for me, General. And and thank you everyone that attended um, on yesterday's rally. You know, so many beautiful people, and it was so. So good to rub shoulders with all of you. You know, everyone's everyone's so so wonderful. Yeah, and literally uh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this one point right. five meter bullshit. Go and shake someone's yeah. hand and yeah, give them a hug, eh? <laughs> and everyone had that attitude. It was so so good. So yeah. good. Definitely been missing that over the last couple of months. So just that sort of the the re close relationship to humanity. You know what I mean? It's just they've they've killed it lately. So. 
uh, yeah, like you said, good to see that people are doing that sort of thing. And uh, sorry, he, here's the name. So it's Jeff Tate, Chris oh, Addy, Chris Atwood, of course, and Andrew Vooks uh, are, the, are the folks that are currently supporting us. So big shout out to those blokes. Well done. And uh, more content coming in future. Hey, just before we wrap up, I just wanted to quickly touch on boys. Hey, what's what's your take on all this shit happening in the US now? It's like, you know, if they needed a reason to end the coronavirus, well, they found it. It's now race riots again, you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on over there? Shit. It is like um, capital cities all over the place, police stations all over the place, not just in Minneapolis, but they're, you know, in various states around the country are, you know, just getting burnt because of this um, this cop that's killed this 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 black bloke. Um I mean, there's probably a lot more to it we're missing, but uh, I know that there's definitely some agent provocateur stuff happening as well from uh, from the police. They're, they're, they're instigating a lot of these riots from what I've seen, but it is full on. Mm, it seems to be in like American culture, doesn't it, to go nuts after these sort of things, especially when it when it hits the TV and well, social media. It's been a pressure cooker, hasn't it? They've just been bottling all this up for such a long time that they needed. Uh, well, you know, to me, it's it's almost makes sense that they've they've got to vent this, and it's now venting big time, but not exactly in a positive way, of course. But it's definitely being vented now. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's a it's a definitely like a negative approach towards freedom, mm. you know, because of course, you know, like it'll just roll out more tyranny with more more police control and stuff. So, you know, uh, you know, these guys are. I mean, I think they're just self interested by what they're doing. A lot of this stuff, and yeah, it's it's, uh, oh, it's sad to see. Disgrace it's not, all it's the looting and all that sort of shit. It's definitely not yeah. called for. That's for sure. But. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get your your take on it, boys. That it, you're, you're right, though. Um, definitely seems to be the way they <laughs> they come out the other side of these sort of things. Is let's have a race riot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's a few. I mean, there's quite a few interesting articles and, and shares and stuff. You know, like conspiracies around this cop and you know, like and like what's going on with this guy and you know. So yeah, it's sort of it's it's unfolding. But, but uh, burning burning down shopping centres and burning down people's small businesses and stuff isn't the way that we get freedom. It's a way that we, you know, we go in the wrong direction, actually. It's just just a perfect excuse to roll out military police forces. and mm. you know, More problem reaction solution stuff, up. eh? Definitely. Yeah, mm. definitely. It's not freedom anyway. So, yeah. Ethan, just touch on uh, it quickly, you- man. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I agree, mate. Just uh, more manufactured um, chaos to to bring in further, obviously, restrictions and, and draconian laws seems to be the, the way over there. And obviously, it, it proves for a, a great distraction from the, you know, the protests that were going on beforehand. The anti-lockdown. Yeah, a lot of anti-lockdown protests, peaceful ones happening. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these protests now are peaceful. It's just a these agents are rocking up and smashing everything and, you know, probably encouraging the local gangs or whatever to get involved mm. and, you know, just throwing a bit of socioeconomic reasons in some of these uh, democratic states that are over there that are, you know, generally worse off. So, yeah, it seems like it's just this big boiling pot, but the media is certainly capitalising on it general, that's for sure. Mm. It's definitely... And it also proves there's a great distraction from what's going on over here too. Think about it. Our media is covering it as well they on are, the 6 p.m. news and stuff. So it gives a great cover 
for for you know having to focus on Australia and and some of the protests that are going on at the moment and some of the pushback that's happening. So I think it's a win win for everyone involved. Yeah, in terms of the states, like the only thing I can sort of boil, I've had a sort of been thinking about this over the last couple of days, and to me, it's it just screams exit strategy. You know what I mean? They've come up with all these agendas. There's always a way for them to get out of it or, or bring on the next one. It, to me, it's just an exit strategy from, from this lockdown coronavirus, you know, because they've been caught out so many times and all the bullshit for it. Um, and they needed another distraction and an exit strategy from it. And this is it, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's wrap it up there, boys. It was a good, ep- uh, really good to hear from you. Glad we, uh, we got together for another episode. Good to be back in uh, in the in the seat, and uh, I look forward to to another one. We might even I don't know how you guys feel, but I mean I think I'm having a chat to to John LeBon on his podcast on Wednesday, but uh, I think he's going to allow me to perhaps share the first hour. Um, so I might do a bit of a swap casting, and I'll, I'll put that up on on the General Knowledge podcast for the first hour, but um, and encourage everyone to to head over to to his site to um, hear the rest of it because obviously it's it's, it's uh, subscription stuff for him that's how he makes his living and stuff which is awesome i'm glad he's doing it and i'm glad he's got me on as a guest uh we might start doing, beautiful yeah like i said we've got a few guests lined up i think victor's going to come on we've got still got meryl dory in the wings and uh even more people yet to come uh on the general knowledge podcast so stay tuned listeners it's it's all happening that's a wrap